Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's going on, Wild Black Family? Listen, I just wanted to come to you real quick and tell you, pay attention to today's message. Today, it's all about voting. We've got Mo Ivory out of the Fair Fight camp with Stacey Abrams. It's a hell of a message. It's needed. Pay a lot of attention. Also, we're still managing through COVID, so unfortunately, she wasn't able to be in the studio, but the quality's still pretty dope. So pay attention, listen up, and learn something. Peace. First of all, you shouldn't have to register to vote in America. I agree. If you have a driver's license, you should be able to just walk up you and vote. automatically register with well, your driver's know. license. Automatically. Yep. I, yes. You're American, right? Yep. You have to automatically pay taxes. You have to automatically get car insurance. <laughs> right. You know, you, you have to, right? You can, you have to automatically sign up for the draft when you turn 18. Yep. yep. So if my son who goes to Morehouse can't finish his registration at Morehouse until they get his draft documents, why isn't he automatically registered to vote? Amen. Completely agree. And so it's broken, right? That that um, that whole system, because voting was meant only for white male property owners. 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 White male property Welcome to Wow Black, a seriously opinionated podcast, bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while black. If black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all black everything. Everybody, welcome back to Wild Black. Welcome back. Welcome back. Listen, I'm not going to waste any time today. We've got an amazing topic that I know you all need to hear. Uh, we've got an amazing guest who's going to kick out some information. And I don't want to waste any, any time. I want this to be a short, sweet, concise, full of information interview. And that's just what you got. Today, we're talking about voting, the impact of voting, the need for voting, how to vote. We're going through all the questions that you may have so that you are armed to perform your duty to express your voice and to create that change that we all want to see happen right now. And we're going to jump in right now. So I want to introduce our guest today. Our guest is Mo Ivory. <clears throat> Mo is an attorney, political consultant, professor of law, and director of entertainment, sports, and media law initiatives at Georgia State University Ooh. College of Law. That's a lot, right? Yeah. That let you know already. This is just dope. On top of that, she is an enthusiastic entrepreneur and principal at Ivory Consulting, and they provide political consulting services focusing on celebrity engagement, surrogate, and media services. Her most recent work includes the Stacey Abrams for Governor campaign, and she now consults with Fair Fight Action and Fair Count. And on top of that, she's been in the radio and on the radio for years. So, Mo, welcome to Wild Black. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Listen, we appreciate you being here. Normally, we would ask our guests to 
to dig in just a little bit more on their experience, but I know we've got a short window of time. So I want to jump in and really let you shine when it comes down to these questions that we have to ask you. So with that, we're going to do this wild black shit in record time. Brother, we're just going to ask questions one and three today. One and three. One and three. Okay. And Mo, just so you know, this this is just a little warm up. You, you radio already, so you're warm. We're going to connect you with the listeners. They love this part. It's typically funny. And and you, you'll see what it is. In I just cannot a wait to hear this response to this first one. Right? You ready, Me, me too. She, Go ahead. She said, she got this one. Oh, you got this one. This gonna, now, this should throw you completely off. So so let's, let's do it. How many Ma's does Johnny Gill sing? Before show looks good tonight on the song, <laughs> <laughs> my my my. <laughs> Wait. Um... <laughs> now, now, you got you got you got to sing it on the mic. Right, like we got to hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta, no, yep. no, 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 no. No, I just did it, and it's six. Six. Okay. Wait. So, so he, here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-uh, so it looks uh-uh. good tonight. Yeah, uh-uh. uh-uh. Count again. Count again. Count again. <laughs> okay, wait. Mm-hmm. I'm counting six. Right, so it could be ten, though. You are so not true. lying. Yep. But look, this, this is what's funny about that. When you look up the lyrics, it's six. But when you hear him sing it, he throws an extra one yep, in there because yep. he hit my, 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 by the way, we skipped over a real fun second question. So whenever we have you back, we're going to make sure to bring that one back in. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, brother. Okay. <laughs> what do you love most about Life While Black? Mm, that is so deep. Isn't it? There's so much to love. Oh, there's so much. Mm-hmm. I love my black husband. Um, Amen. To I cousins. love having, yeah, I love having black children. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I... Um, I love I love being um, living in a black city uh, with so many different and um, diverse black people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love being a black woman and having the freedom to um, show that in all the different ways that we can. I mean, there's just really, you know, I I want to say like there's nothing that I don't love about existing black um i don't lo- love the black condition sometimes or the the struggles um the institutionalized struggles mm-hmm. but i would never lay i would never be so burdened by that sh- those struggles to want to trade places with anybody right. i would never abandon this blackness yeah no yeah. matter what that was a dope answer. No first, what. I want to say, as a black husband, thank you for putting it out there first. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. Oh yeah, I love my um, black husband, and I, um, you know, we 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 are. This is a very busy time for us right now. He's traveling because his job is even within this COVID. There's the nature of having to still, you know, go take care of emergency situations, and I haven't seen him for about five or six days now, and wow. we're literally at this moment trying to figure out how to meet in Memphis for dinner. Wow. So, like, I just love the um, the connection that we all 
um, have with each other um, that I think is very unique and very special because of our um, our shared cultural experiences. And I don't think many other cultures live in their culture the way Black people do every day. Those are facts. That is so true. That is so true. That and that makes me want to want to say really first off, thank you for spending a little time with us today, hearing how much of it you don't have. We appreciate every moment, every second you're giving us today, and we will absolutely make use of it and make sure that your time and your words add value to a lot of people today. So with that, I'll jump into the dope quote. The dope quote is something out of the mouth of a black person, historical, political, from an educational standpoint, philosophical, all over the place. As long as it comes from us and it impacts us and the theme of today. So since we're talking about voting, here's the quote that I picked up. Democracy is a method of realizing the broadest measure of justice to all human beings. Only by putting power in the hands of each inhabitant can we hope to approximate in the ultimate use of that power, the greatest good to the greatest number. And that is by W.E.B. Du Bois. Mm -hmm. When you hear that quote, what is the first thing that comes to mind for you? How that is still a goal in America. Yeah. And really across the world, like, that quote is 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 so old and still applies as if it was written this morning. Yeah, that and you know it makes me immediately think that you know there's such an uneven distribution of wealth, and mm-hmm. democracy can never be achieved unless there's uh, even distribution of wealth so that evenly people's um, interests can be represented, mm-hmm. and that's more than ever. Um, shining brightly in this election. And there's going to never be a time where, you know, we're going to be able to deal with the real um, serious problems that plague America and keep it from being a true democracy until more people are represented in the conversation. Mm-hmm. And you can't be represented in the conversation if you're not a part of the power structure. Say that again. Period. Say that again, the mm-hmm. power structure. And I don't know... If it's the fact that we are still fighting the same fight, I don't know if it's the fact that we haven't made as much progress as I know we would have liked. I don't know if it's the fact that the the people who spoke words, W.E.B. Du Bois, James Baldwin, even Martin Luther King, I don't know if they were just that prophetic, but so many of the quotes that they said. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. 40, 50, 60 years ago are still so hyper-relevant today. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes me feel good or feel bad. 
I hear you. I mean, I feel I I kind of feel uh, emotional reaction to that question of whether that's good or bad, you right. know. Um, At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures in collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League. State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I think we definitely, you know, for every complaint that we have, you know, there's just still not enough housing and there's still not enough education in our community or there's still not in uh, um, access to um, dollars, you know, at, at institution, you know, banking institutions and things like that, we can then flip it and say, well, there's more black college graduates than there ever were before. And, you know, there's more access to um, education or there, you know, I mean, I think there's a counter argument for mm-hmm. every, you know, complaint there, mm-hmm. there's a measurement of progress, but um, I think it's very slow. And I think that's why the quotes still apply, because even though there's a segment of even just in the black community that have um, that have grown and and have us where we have a, you know, on the fringe of, you know, Georgia, having had a, a, a black governor who actually won that race. But then, you know, voter suppression took that away. And exactly. now we have a female African-American vice presidential candidate. I mean, you can point to those things and they feel like a lot, a lot of progress. But then, you know, you could flip it and say, like, there is no affordable neighborhoods inside of 285. And so what about that? You know what I mean? So like, you know, there's, there's, it's just hard. It's just, it's hard. But, um, you know, that's why this kind of energy that we see for voting needs to never stop. And that, that's, that's the the key to like people have to be involved in order for their interests to be represented. That's so true. I mean, I think it's interesting if you, you were to think about it on a like a, a timeline of okay, how fast do we want to progress, or what is the right pace at which we progress, or what change looks like? And that's that's a hard question because I, I mean, who knows that answer? It's not going to be immediate. We know that. So the the incremental steps is is kind of the pathway to. I guess speed. Yeah, I mean, and and I I think the question of like how fast do we want to progress. I mean, I don't think anybody would would answer that except for a fact. You know, yeah, like very exactly fast. right, right, um, right. Because um, who doesn't want that? But that's just not the way things operate because of yeah. so many years of the power. You can't undo a, a a system of power that's been for hundreds and hundreds of years and expected to uh, be able to change overnight. There's just, we don't have our hands on the dollars uh, to be able to change things that quickly. Now, if we keep ourselves in a powerful position for more than one presidential cycle, then maybe we can do something that trickles down to the states and then actually has, you know, your family at the dinner table saying, oh, my life actually improved in my small neighborhood in Atlanta um, because the 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 changes actually trickle down. Um, But things change so quickly that even eight years isn't enough time for something Mm -hmm. to trickle down and stay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It can trickle down, but does it stay? Right. Um, And that's 
the the problem. Like, does Obamacare get to stay? And right. if it if it stays for fifty years and it gets tweaked and it gets fixed, and then you have a real healthcare system, right? That has changed and fixed itself and adjusted and everything. But if it's in jeopardy, only eight years you know, only whatever many years since it was um, put in place, then it never has the time to become the good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 100%. You keep talking like that, you're going to have the wild black listeners falling in love with you. Right. (laughs) Right. So I want to jump into these questions real quick. We've got them broken out in a couple sections. The first is really kind of broad advice for people who haven't voted, don't regularly vote, and, and potentially don't plan to vote. After that, we'll talk about some functional advice for people as they vote. Then I want to talk about fair fight, and then we've just got one closing question. So I'm going to get as much of this in as I possibly can. Uh, and yeah. I, I want to start with this. The groups of people who now feel unempowered and feel that their vote truly doesn't matter, what do you tell these people to motivate them to vote anyway? I just had this conversation with the, um, her name is Tasha, and she does, she braids my hair. And um, I went to, she worked out of her house. You know, I mean, it's, it right off the MLK Drive. Mm-hmm. It's the, the straight up sister braiding in her house. Come on, and Tasha. she's my girl. Come through. And yeah, and shout yeah, out to Tasha. and I, was, I yeah, Tasha, shout out to Tasha, and I go to her, and um, I was sitting there while, with our masks on, watching the game on Netflix. I mean, this couldn't have been a more blacker experience than than um, than that. <laughs> and uh, and we were like homeschooling her little girl together. And I mean, we were just having a great time. And I wouldn't have it any other way. And I said, well, you know, make sure you get to vote. And she's like, no, nah, I'm not voting. Mm. And I was like, what? And um, I said, you can't have me in your house talking to me about you're not voting. Say that. And I, I you know what to, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, and she knew a little bit about what I did, but she didn't know how involved I really was in it. And mm. um, I started to her, talk to her about why. And she said the same thing that most people who are not interested in voting because it doesn't make a difference. Mm. And I just started talking to her about how numbers add up because that's all that understanding voting is about um, numbers adding up. So if you think that your one vote just doesn't do anything on its own, then just pair it with 40,000 other one votes and it makes a huge difference. And so I just started breaking numbers down to her and I started showing her about, you know, how many votes uh, were the difference between why um, Stacey Abrams wasn't the governor or why Hillary Clinton didn't win the electoral college or why, um, you know, things are this way. And I told her that, you know, when when there's a vote difference between two candidates of 300 or, for example, in our mayoral race between Mary Norwood and Keisha Lance Bottoms, which was 700 and something votes, right? right? Mm-hmm. So if she would have stayed home and then her whole important, whole complex of people wouldn't would have stayed home and then, you know, the complex up the street stayed home, then it would have been the three complexes that border this street that kept that made made somebody become or not become the mayor. Right. So like 
it really is not just about your one vote, but it's about your one vote coupled with so many other votes. And if you understand volume, then you understand voting. And I told her, I said, you know, you have this business and you have people coming in and out, getting their hair braided. And you know, you can take so many people per day, given however many hours there are. You're doing math every single day. Mm -hmm. You're figuring out like how each person in here is going to add up to what you need to make by the end of the week. And so if 10 of those people dropped off, then you're not going to make the same amount, right? It's going to affect how many, uh, your, your, your end goal at the end of the day. It's no different. You're affecting my end goal right now. Right. Like yeah. when you don't vote, you're affecting my end goal, which is my end goal is I need everybody in my life to vote. So can you please stop affecting my end goal? So don't come when, when I come back here and like they've cut off SNAP or they've uh, asked for people to pay more taxes or you don't have garbage pickup the same amount of time or whatever, then I'm going to tell you it's because you didn't vote. Mm. So don't, don't, you know, your volume is affecting the services, is affecting the, um, the people that come into office, the things that they think about, the way they care about your neighborhood, the way they care about my, my neighborhood. This is a volume. You know, it's not, it's not that different from understanding any activity that anybody in our lives are involved in. It's about volume. And so go vote. If Tasha didn't feel motivated to go vote over that, I don't, I don't know what to tell him. I, I told her that. And I said, so like gather up everybody who's 18 or over in your household. And if they're registered, they need to go vote. And if they're not registered, then after this election is over or tomorrow, they need to go on to the secretary website, state's website and get registered to vote so they could be a part of the next one. Like I'm not going to keep talking to black people about why they don't see any changes when they're not even participating in the process. Hey, wild black listeners. I know we're having a great conversation today. I want to break and give you a quick word from one of our sponsors. Listen, y'all, the presidential election is coming up soon, and I don't have to tell you what's at stake. I don't have to tell you how important it is, but what I can tell you is if we don't pay attention to our history, well, you know the rest. And that's why what I'm about to tell you is so important. I want you to check out a new podcast. It's called 6020, The Election of 1960, and it's Echoes Today. And it tells the story of the Kennedy campaign and how it influenced American campaigns since. The series covers the 1960 campaign from the primaries through election night, highlighting key moments and lesser-known stories in the race leading up to the final vote, and how JFK and his team worked to win over black voters who were skeptical of his commitment to civil rights. Sounds kind of familiar, right? 6020 also gives listeners a sense of what was happening in America during this pivotal time, as sit-ins and other demonstrations against racial segregation swept through the country. Again, something that should sound really familiar. I can't stress to you enough the importance of understanding our history and where we've been. So go listen to 6020, the election of 1960 and its echoes today, wherever you listen to your podcast at. And now let's get back to our episode. Now, how, how, how did Tasha take that? She was like, I hear you. And I was like, okay. So then I got on, I pulled my phone out. I, I went to all these different 
um, fantastic um, pieces of content that, you know, any number of organizations have put together to talk about why uh, a vote matters, why when you vote, you're voting for things locally in your neighborhood, why the person that you vote for, for, you know, district attorney or whatever could have an impact on how long your brother goes to jail or like what all of these things, you know, it's just education. It's yeah. basic civics. And yeah. when people don't have basic civics, you know, yeah. then you just, I mean, it's just like anything else. I don't blame anybody for not knowing about the impact that their uh, state Senate representative has on the budget of Georgia. Like, if nobody's ever talked to you about it, why would you know? Yeah. You know, just like, is so this, like, you know, she knows all these braiding techniques that I don't know because I've never sat down and tried to learn about braiding techniques, right? right? It's right. no, it's no different. Like, it's not a... It's not a like, oh, this person is ignorant or, oh, this person isn't smart. No, this person just has never had that conversation. Like right. they've never sat down and had somebody just school them about it. So I, I don't I don't look negatively upon anybody, whether, you know, it, it, in whatever neighborhood from the hood to the to the highest of neighborhoods, there's people that just don't know about the process yeah. and don't know um, about all the people that are on a ballot and aren't going to take the time to learn about it until somebody in their life intervenes and says, like, I really want you to get up on this. That actually brought up a, another question. Um, as you talk about education and knowing the people on the ballot, do you have any good resources for people to go and research the candidates and the issues on the ballot that they'll be voting against? Yeah, I mean, the very, you know, every candidate has their own website. You know, there's also, you know, many groups that put out sort of a, a, a list of, you know, what the candidates stand for or whatever. But the best way that you can uh, find this information out for yourself is once you're registered is to go to the Georgia Secretary of State's website and look up MVP, which is my voter page, right? And then you go to, you put in your information and they will have a click right there for a sample ballot. And what that will do is it will show you your particular ballot because my ballot where I live is not going to be the same as your ballot where you live because right, yeah. you're voting for the locals in your area. Yep. So I print out my ballot or I screenshot it or send it to my phone or whatever. And one by one, I can look up who these people are. So I can go down it and I can say, okay, I know, I know on my ballot, it's going to say Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Okay. I know that. Okay, fine. Next, it's going to go to my Senate races. Okay. Well, what does the Senate, what does the senators in Georgia do? And if you don't know what they do, they go to Washington and they fight on behalf of uh, uh, the things that we need in Georgia. If you don't know what that is, then go find out about roads and water and transportation. And that's what they do. They fight to bring those dollars back to Georgia. So once you find out about that, then you figure out who is the person that you want to be aligned with in that, right? right. And then after you go to that, then you're going to come to all a whole bunch of local races, meaning not federal anymore, right? Nothing right. to do with Washington, D.C., but mm -hmm. everything to do with Georgia. And go to those people's websites and start looking. And if the first thing that they have on their website when you open it up is a gun pointed at you and you're not cool with that, then that's not the person you want to vote for. Mm. Move to the next website. If they open it up and they're sitting on a porch with their family and you think, oh, this represents some of my values. I like what this is. That mm. doesn't mean that that's the candidate for you, but that means now go to the issues section of their website. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? 
Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And see what they're all about. And do that all the way down. So when you get into the uh, polling location or if you vote by absentee ballot, you have all the information that you need. And I understand like that takes time and most people don't want to do it. And so then go to Fair Fight then or go to, um, well, actually Fair Fight is nonpartisan. So you, w- you wouldn't really find that information there. But there's a lot of organizations, Democratic Party of Georgia, Republican Party of Georgia, you know, uh, Libertarian uh, Party of Georgia, whatever you line up with, whatever you feel is what is the place where you can get the best information, that's the place where you should go. Right. Love it. Straightforward, simple, easy to do your research. Um, I want to move to the functional questions for a moment. What does it mean and why is it important to make a plan to vote? I mean, the same reason like it's important to make a reservation to go out for dinner. Because when, because you, you, I mean, because you want to know where you're going, what time uh, your your table for four is going to be ready, what is on the menu. Um, I mean, you make a plan for everything else. You know, you made a plan today. I'm going to go wash my car first, and then after I wash my car, I'm going to stop off at the hair salon. Then I'm going to go to Marshalls, and then I'm going to go hit Whole Foods, and then I'm going to come back home, and we're going to watch Netflix. Like you made a plan for your Saturday. Yeah. So voting is no different. You make a plan. Okay, I'm going to get everybody in my household together. We're going to go eat. Like my family, like we made our plan that we were definitely going to go to State Farm Arena. And we decided we were going to do that last weekend. And we decided we wanted to have brunch before we did it. So we went to like this cool new restaurant and we had brunch. And, you know, we had mimosas. And then, you know, we drove to down to the State Farm Arena. And then we took some good selfies in front. And then we voted and it took us only 10 minutes. And then after that, we decided we would, you know, ride around for a little bit and be outside because it was such a beautiful day. I mean, that was our plan, Yeah, you know? And so it's just not voting should be one of those things that you want to protect your, the way you live in America. So you make a plan in this time. And if you haven't voted yet, you still have a whole entire week this week. You can vote today. Today is a, um, any day, any day during early voting, you can vote and you can say, I'm going to uh, vote. Early voting is all the way till next Friday. And you can go any of those days in whatever county and you can go to IWillVote.com to find out where the early voting locations are in Georgia. Mm. And then you can make your plan. And then if you decide that that's not for you and you are a election day person, then make your plan for election day and go again to IWillVote.com and find out where your election day polling location is, which is different from early voting locations and know what that is ahead of time. You know, prepare yourself Mm. to be uh, at that location. And if you think that there might be a line, prepare for what you need if you're in line, whether it's taking your chair with you or bringing a good book or getting your playlist together or whatever it is, and then go and do it. But don't don't talk about it on November 4th because you didn't make a plan to do it before then. Election day is the last, election day is it, right? So it's coming upon us. And so make that plan and then get it done. Mo is gonna have wild black Man, all the way together, lit. right? You, it, it, it's so comprehensive. Like <laughs> Mo, you got a plan for everything. You you, you want to make sure everybody has a as a as a good path. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna give a real quick shout out. Wow. State Farm. That was the most together, easiest voting I've done in years. I, I, I voted there earlier earlier last week. I it was legitimately eight to ten minutes. No waiting. Eight to ten minutes. Shout out to the Atlanta Hawks and Coach Pierce and everybody who, you know, 
months ago uh, decided that like this craziness in Georgia had to stop. Mm, I'm so um, glad they did it. Just stepped up and said, you know what? Voting is not Democratic or Republican. Yeah, it's right. American. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's a it's a constitutional right that we all have. Um, and we have a staff that is willing to help America, you know, be better than it has been. And that state farm experience, I, I too went there and it was literally 10 minutes. There was more mm. than enough people. If you had a mm-hmm. question, yep. if you had, and, and I mean, and it just made sense. It did. It did. It did. So, so speaking of, of voting and going to state farm or using the machines, what are the other methods of voting at our disposal right now? If you've already gotten your um, absentee ballot, you know in Georgia you have to uh, you have to send an application in for an absentee ballot and then get a ballot um, and then send your ballot back. You know if you have your ballot um, already, which you can track again at the Secretary of State's website if it's been mailed out and you have it, you need to return it immediately yeah. um, because uh, in Georgia they have to be postmarked by. Uh, election day, and you just don't even want to chance it. So if you have it, drop it in any one of the drop boxes, mm-hmm. um, which again, you can find out where your drop boxes are at the Secretary of State or IWillVote.com, um, and just get it in. So that absentee ballot method is fantastic, and people in Georgia are using it, but I just want to urge people to return their ballots um, if they have it and not wait any longer, because this is the week to do that. Yes. Um, and so, um, you know, besides that, um, you have early voting and then uh, in-person voting on Election Day. And, you know, you just wear your mask and you use the hand sanitizers that are everywhere. You stay socially distanced and you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. I absentee ballot. I did that whole process and it was Amazingly easy. Was it? Yeah. I, I yeah. did it, got it in the mail. Now, it took a while for it to come to me in the mail when I when I initiated it. But when I got it, filled it out immediately. Um, <laughs> y'all already know who I'm voting for. <laughs> Anybody listening to this show knows know who you're voting for. Right, who we voted for. <laughs> and, man, shipped it in and then went to the website to check to make sure oh. that it was received and completed and, and all that. That's so, dope. Yeah. That's dope. All right, so Mo, talk again, staying on, on the functional aspects of voting. What do I need to go vote? Do I have to have an ID? Do I have to have a voter registration card? What do I need when I walk through those doors? Yeah, all you need is your ID. Um, you know, I know they send those uh, voter uh, registration cards out to confirm that, you know, you're on the rolls and everything like that. But all you need is just your ID. Um, you give them your ID um, and then you'll get your card. And if there's any issues, there's people, um, poll observers who are inside of the polling places that are there to assist. Um, and that is the reason why it is so important to go early so that if you do have any issues, you know, if they get your ID and they say, oh, well, your address is different or, oh, we need to check um, this. We want you to fill out a provisional ballot or, oh, you know, uh, uh, we need to double check something. If that happens and it's, you know, Monday of early voting and you still have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday to fix any problems or come back, you've given yourself plenty of time to cure whatever problems there are. But when you do it on election day and, you know, maybe you've waited in line for a long time and you finally get up there and then there's a problem, you only have that day to fix things and you might have to get back to work or you might have to. And that's why early voting is so important because should any issue come up, you have plenty of time to fix it and plenty of people to help out. And, uh, and we have a hotline number, 866 our vote, um, 866 our vote, um, that 
will guide you completely through fixing it if you can't even get the help on the ground. So if you are told, you know, at the polling location, because sometimes there are issues at polling locations um, that, you know, I'm sorry, you're not going to be able to vote here. You have a hotline number to call to fix your problem right then and there. You don't have to leave the voting precinct. You don't have to uh, go off premises and come back home and then have to go all the way back. You just step to the side, you take out your cell phone, you call 866-OUR-VOTE, and you get the help you need. Oh, you were ready with that information. I love it. (laughs) So we'll we'll include that in the episode description as as well. Okay, good. Now, I want to ask another, one more functional question, right? And this is sort of a long one, but I have absolute confidence just even hearing everything you've gone through so far. When I go to vote, are, are there any rules that I need to know of? Like, for instance, can I wear apparel or pins supporting my candidate? Can my child walk to the voting booth with me? Can they press the buttons for me? Can I take photographs? Are there any rules that I need to be aware of when we go vote? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you cannot wear a campaign paraphernalia within 150 feet of the door of a polling location. Um, so you don't, uh, you don't want to wear, you know, Biden for, you know, uh, for Georgia or, you know, uh, more vote Warnock, which is the t-shirt I have on right now. Um, or, or, you know, any, or, or, or a hat, you don't want to do that. It does not mean that you won't be able to vote, but you will be asked to either take it off or turn it inside out. So it's not, uh, you know, a sort of putting your views on anybody who's right at the machines. And that's a good thing. It applies for everybody, no matter what your party affiliation is. So the easiest thing is just not to wear campaign-specific paraphernalia when you go uh, to vote. Now, if you have a T-shirt that just says vote, that's fine. If you have a T-shirt that says, you know, um, uh, Black Lives Matter, that's fine. Um, That's not about a candidate. If you have a T-shirt that says, you know, rise up, like, that's fine. It doesn't that doesn't speak to any particular candidate. So you don't have to put away your vote mask or you don't have to put, you know, voting changes things, uh, mask away. Uh, it just can't be candidate specific. Gotcha. Um, as it relates to, you cannot use your cell phone at the um, at the vote once you're inside um, of the voting um, uh, area where you're going to vote. If you are at the, say you're coming to check in and you have a problem with your photo ID and you want to make a phone call, all you have to do is simply say, I'd like to call the hotline um, to check on that. And they'll just ask you to move over and away from the check-in area, away from the machines. Um, and you can still do that there. Um, just just be respectful of the poll workers and the poll observers and the people that are in there helping you. And then just follow their directions as to where you need to stand to make a, you know, to make a phone call um, legally and, and without being in the influence of anybody who's trying to or prohibit somebody from voting. Um, You cannot use your phone to take a picture of your ballot. That is illegal under Georgia state statute. Um, So if you think, you know, Oh, I want everybody to see who I voted for. Don't do it. Um, Don't post it. Uh, just don't do it, period. And then certainly don't post it because you will get caught. Um, so uh, that is illegal. And I wouldn't recommend anybody taking pictures inside of a polling place. It's, it's not allowable. Um, what else? Yes, you can take your, your kids in for the experience. Um, you, uh, you, you, know, you hold their hands and you, you walk them through it and you tell the poll worker that you're bringing your kids with you for a family experience. They've never 
um, you know, had a problem with that. Obviously, if it's, you know, nine or 10 kids, it might be a little um, cumbersome, but I've never seen somebody get turned away who was with their baby or two um, to uh, have them stand next to them at a voting machine. You do not want to have anybody touch the buttons except yourself. Um, it's just not a safe thing to do. Everything is very electronic and you don't want to make a mistake by, you know, having your children pressing the buttons or whatever. So I would advise against that. And, and also just sanitary wise these days, because of COVID, um, you want to have as least bit of contact yeah. with the machine as possible. Yeah. Uh, first off, I got I to give her props because I would have never remembered all those questions. Correct. <laughs> I was sitting back like, oh my gosh, she, she, she even hit the, the last piece of the question with your kid touching the... the Ooh. <laughs> I wrote the question, asked the question, I had to look back at the question. <laughs> Listen. Ooh. Mo did not come to play. We and Mo running for office. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> All right. No, Mo is not. <laughs> All right, Mo, in, in our roughly last eight to ten minutes, I want to ask a couple questions about Fair Fight. Yeah. First off. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. What is Fair Fight? Fair Fight is an organization uh, born out of the voter suppression that took place in the 2018 gubernatorial campaign of Stacey Abrams, mm-hmm. and it is an advocacy organization to ensure fair and free elections for all. Um, and it started with um, concentrating on that happening in Georgia through advocacy and legislative change um, and ended up expanding um, out to uh, 18 other cities where um, the the Fair Fight 2020, um, which concentrates completely on uh, helping uh, other cities fight fight voter suppression and protect the vote. Um, And so our operation has grown exponentially over these last two years. And we've just been able to put things in place that really help out um, other uh, states, you know, like Wisconsin, South Carolina, North North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Texas, um, Arizona, many, many states that have high numbers of um, voter suppression and intimidation tactics in full swing, um, and to put a person and fund a person that focuses solely on that. And that has led to many legislative changes. Um, When you turn your television on and you see things like, um, well, now uh, the date for when you can turn in your absentee ballot has been extended. Those are the results of the advocacy that Fair Fight and so many other organizations get together and do and fight for in the courts. Um, when you see an expansion of voting locations, like you saw in Georgia, when you see uh, the pressure being put on election boards to vote for uh, more poll workers and for the ability to train online and for uh, uh, all, all types of things that make it easier for people to vote. Those are the works of organizations like Fair Fight and others. Um, so, you know, 
it's, it's small wins and then it's huge, big wins. Um, that happen that make all the difference in the world. Now, are there there laws enacted be, like because of the work that Fair Fight is doing in order to to, to you know extend the the hours of a of a polling location or have more more polling locations? Is that like law or is it or, or how does that work? I'm just curious now. Yeah, well, you know, there's um, elections are run by uh, county boards of elections. Um, and let's take Georgia specifically. So there's, you know, a county board of election in Fulton. There's a county board of election in each of the counties in Gwinnett, in Cobb, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so you work at the you work at the county elections level um, in order to change things. So say, for example. Uh, a county board of elections is going to close down all but one early voting location, right? Yeah. You have to start at that county board uh, fighting against that that vote to shut down at the board level, to shut down those polling locations. Um, and then suppose that vote happens and it's only going to be one voting location. Well, that rises to a constitutional uh, violation of people's free right to vote. So once oh. that board rules that they're only going to have one polling location, then the uh, group of plaintiffs will come in and sue that board and take that board to court because they're violating people's constitutional rights to access to the polls, right? So that's how gotcha. something goes from a county level into a court. Mm. Um, and then then the court becomes involved in it. And those plaintiffs might be all of those organizations, you know, fair fight, you know, three... Um, the voter that, you know, is going to be affected in that county, right. whatever, suing that elections board that is then becomes a legal case. Mm. Yeah. So all of those, there's, there's hundreds and hundreds and I mean, thousands actually of those type of cases going on across the country that happen and, 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 and decisions coming down every day that you, that, that help the, 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 protect the right to vote. So if there is a county that decided that they're going to close polling locations in Wisconsin, you know, at five o'clock, um, rather than keep them open and and you be allowed to stay uh, as long as you were in line by seven, you know, that goes to a court and that decision could actually, and this is just a, a, a fictitious, you know, uh, made up, uh, uh, example that that case could actually be decided like, you know, the day before election day. Right. And those, those county, um, elections folks would have to on that day, extend the hours from five to seven. And that could be all the difference in the world between who would win in that, in that particular County. Cause imagine a person who gets up for work at five, yep. um, and before they were going to close, they wouldn't be in line at five. Right, because they get off of work right. at five. So now you've extended it to seven, and they're in line at six. And when the polls close at seven, they're still in line and still get a chance yeah. to vote. So that, those things make a huge, big difference. And we find out that most of the people that are affected are marginalized communities filled with people of yep, color, absolutely. because we're the ones that have to work until five. We don't have the flexibility to get off of work to wait in yep. line. We don't have the transportation to get us there quickly. So all of these little small things that go on at these county levels, at the county level that has to rise to a, um, a, a judicial level is because they are being, they are specific voter suppression tactics to affect marginalized voters of color. Now, we've got two questions 
in like 90 seconds because I want to be completely respectful of your time. So I want to ask these two quickly. Tell me a little bit about Fair Fights Civics for the Culture Initiative. Oh, yeah. Um, Civics for the Culture um, is amazing. Um, I actually created Civics for the Culture um, about a year and a half ago in a conference room when we were talking about um, education. And I was with my partner in crime. Her name is Chelsea, and she handles all the partnerships um, at at Fair Fight. And she's um, the assistant to um, the founder, Stacey Abrams. And we were just talking about needing a brand and about wanting to reach out specifically to 18 to 34-year-olds who are most of the time uh, considered to be low-propensity voters because they don't come out, especially in the African-American community. And I said, like, how can we get to them? Um, How can we use the uh, celebrity and influencers that want to help out um, and speak specifically to 18 to 34 year olds. And I said, we've got to teach them civics and yeah. it's about culture. And so civics for the culture was born and we didn't know what we would do with it or how we would brand it. And, um, you know, Stacy believed in it and our, our, our um, executive director believed in it and gave us a budget to build it. And so we were able to, build a brand around it, you know, get messaging and do scripts. And today on IG and on YouTube, we have uh, Civics for the Culture videos speaking specifically about early voting, making a plan, what voter suppression looks like, staying in line, uh, signing up to be a poll worker. And those videos are just running and they include folks like uh, Issa Rae and Yara Shahidi and Selena Gomez and Steph Curry and Gabrielle Union and Kiki Palmer. And all of these people came forward to record these videos for us for Civics for the Culture. Mm -hmm. And they're running and they're having impact and they're getting folks out to vote. You know, I'd love to to bring you back and and just do an episode on that because I I do believe firmly that this is a process that we need to be more informed of and, and well before the six weeks prior to yep. a major election, right? We need to be active in this space 24 7. Cool. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And, and that's the great movement. All right, very last question. There's often a debate in America about is America indeed broken or is it working exactly as it was intended? But regardless of your perspective, America's absolutely in need of repair. So if voting were a tool on your tool belt or in your toolbox, what tool would voting be and why? I think America is both of those things, broken and working exactly how it was planned. Mm -hmm. The Constitution needs to be fixed. Mm -hmm. It was wrong from the beginning. It wasn't for everybody. So if you have a document and a process that didn't include everybody, it it, it can't operate the same as when it first began, if you now want to include everybody. Right. So that's the first thing. And as a lawyer, I, I struggle with that constitution all the time. Right. But it would be the hammer for me because it's the strongest tool and it has to be used um, both for soft, in, in soft ways and then in very hard ways. And if people don't, everybody needs to have a hammer. Mm-hmm. And so if voting wasn't optional, like, first of all, you shouldn't have to register to vote in America. I agree. If you have a driver's license, right. you should be able to just walk up you and automatically vote. automatically register with well, your I don't driver's know. license. Automatically. Yep. Uh, yes. You're American, right? Yep. You have to automatically pay taxes. Yep. 
you have to automatically get car insurance. <laughs> right. You know, you, you have to, right. You can, you have to automatically sign up for the draft when you turn 18. Yeah. Yep. So if my son who goes to Morehouse can't finish his registration at Morehouse until they get his draft documents, why isn't he automatically registered to vote? Amen. Completely agree. And so it's broken, right? That, that, um, that whole system, because voting was meant only for white male property owners. Mm -hmm. And so that's how it started. And that's the problem right there. So I, I want to swing the hammer on all of it. I love it. And, and reshape it and uh, get it redone because it's, in order for it to be a true democracy, everybody has to be a part of it. And if everybody were a part of it, America would be so different. Yeah. But the reason why it's not is because it's not meant for everybody to be a part yeah. of it. You can't have you can't have uh, uh, wealth distributed only to a few if it's available to all. That's it. I love the hammer because it can do the soft jobs. It can repair. And it can tear shit up if yeah. it needs to. If we got to yeah. break this thing all it the way do down. Both. Yeah. 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 Mo, we are a little bit over time. And so I want to make sure we, we, we wrap up now. I want to thank you. I appreciate all the information that you shared with the listeners today. I have absolutely no doubt that it will be valuable. The last thing we always do is um, we give the mic over to our guest to say whatever it is that's on your heart to say and share any information, contact, follow that our listeners would need to hear, and then we'll end this thing officially. Yeah, I mean, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. Um, and I want to say that nobody needs to tell anybody at this point to go vote. Um, you know, you turn on your TV, you hear the messages, you know, it's a personal decision about what you want your life to be like. Um, and I know that I'm just at the point in my life that I'm going to do whatever I can do to make things better for myself and for my kids and for their kids and, and, and on down the line. And if something so easy and convenient as being a part of our electoral process is something I can do then I'm going to do it. And I welcome everybody else to do it. And, you know, uh, black people and people of color are going to be the majority in this country very, very soon. Mm -hmm. And that just, like I said, is just a numbers and a volume game. So if you want things to be better for yourself, then why wouldn't you get in on that volume game? And so for me, that's what it is. Like, it's just, it's an excuse not to vote, not an excuse to vote. So go to all the resources that we talked about. Iwillvote.com, 866-HourVote, fairfight.com, anywhere that you can get the information. And if you can't, hear any of those and just Google whatever you need to find out because that's where you'll get redirected to. Um, and you'll have everything that you need. So just like be a part of it. Um, else don't complain about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is it, the only thing that is going to be is what it is, is, you know, what you make it. And so, you know, please, please, if you want to follow me on my, on my social media is at Mo Ivory, M-O Ivory like the soap. Um, but there's, I'm not the only resource. I gave you a bunch of resources. Choose the resource that's best for you and then just be a part of it. Yeah. Mo, we appreciate every moment. Thank you so, so much. Art, you want to say anything, brother? You got to come back. <laughs> you are an amazing storyteller. <laughs> I will. I mean, storyteller as it relates to facts and, and putting things into to conceptual steps is is it's a beautiful thing so so thank you you laid it out 
Yes. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. And I'm looking forward to uh, coming back and talking about our new president and our new vice president and, um, you know, all the things that can be uh, that we can look forward to in Georgia if we keep this momentum up, because we do have to keep it up. That's it. That's it. While Black stop complaining, start changing, go vote. Peace. We out. We love you. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.